Okay, well. <laughs> and we're live. We are. We're going to do something Woo! a little different. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to let people guess what our show's about tonight, right? Watch this. Mr. President, Marilyn Monroe. Mr. President, Marilyn Monroe. Perhaps there has been no one female who meant so much, who has done more. Mr. President, the late Marilyn Monroe. It's 3 p.m. in Anchorage, Alaska. It's 4 p.m. in Los Angeles, California. And it's 7 p.m. in New York City. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Mad Dog the Scipio, and this is What's the Buzz Podcast. Joined each and every week by the one and only Amelia Pitbull Chapman. How you doing, Amelia? I'm good. How is everybody? Well, everybody's good, I guess. <laughs> um, you're going to have several thousand people out there, but you're going to... I mean, are we polling them individually? 
I'm trying well, okay. to, making sure everybody's general, listening in. Trying. <laughs> I'm We're trying not to. join this week by the Arctic Wolf herself. There she is, Melissa, oh. the Arctic Wolf Black. She, I call her <laughs> Motor Mouth. But that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> ah, shit. I got the mouth right? of the South and I got Motor Mouth. Hey. You're lucky the I'm losing my voice. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing there, Wolf? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Right yeah, on. We were having a little uh, powwow, <laughs> pardon the pun, a little powwow <laughs> before the show started. And, uh, you know, it's I just sit back and let these two Gabby Gerties over here just talk. Cause, you know, I'm the only guy on the show. So I, I went from having the most to say to where I have to fight to get a word in now. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, honey. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we have to fight for it. You yeah. know that. <laughs> We've had to even tell him to be quiet sometimes because we wouldn't be able to work talk. <laughs> well, I, no, nobody ever told me to be quiet and live to tell about it. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fucker. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, welcome to What's the Buzz right podcast. Tonight we have, um, as you can tell, the show is about Marilyn Monroe. Yet again, we had to revisit Marilyn Monroe. Why? And uh, and I guess the, there are several tiers that we could answer that question on. Uh, the obvious first tier would be because she's a fascinating individual. Um, the second tier probably would be she died a mysterious death. And probably the third and most enduring tier is that she epitomized everything that men were looking for in a woman. Um, and that says a lot. And we're going to explore that. Because apparently, um, well, I guess I'm thankful that I'm, I wasn't a guy in the 1950s. Because uh, perhaps I would be skewed by... Uh, Loose women, whores, uh, women who um, let anybody bed them. And evidently Marilyn was of that caliber. I hate to speak ill of the dead, but the, the, the truth is finally coming out about who Marilyn Monroe really was mm -hmm. and why she was so. What's the word I'm looking for, Amelia? So um, uh, what's the word? I would say loose. <laughs> No, I think looking for is she was she was so despondent for love. This, this is a woman who was looking for love, um, and, and like the you know, like the song says, you know, looking for love in all the wrong the places. Wrong places. Mm -hmm. um, and meeting the Kennedy brothers was the epitome of all the wrong places. Uh -huh. For lots of reasons, we're going to talk about those scumbags tonight too. <laughs> Fuck the Kennedys. And don't forget you that uh, when we did the Marilyn Monroe show uh, before, guess what came out on Netflix? The movie Blonde. Yeah, Blonde. We're going to talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. What I want to do right now is we're going to do something a little different tonight. I want to start the show off with something that I put together today. Um, and I also gave each of you a text copy of what you're about to see. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at this. And I'm going to stop this along the way, okay? 
guys see that first one? Yes. For the people who can't see this uh, listening on radio, uh, Marilyn Monroe, little known facts, okay. She had sex with Elvis Presley. That's true. I had to fact check that. That's true. Her name was, her real name was Norma Jean Mortensen, also referred to as Norma Jean Baker. I'll explain later in the show why she's called Mortensen and Baker. She's considered one of the sexiest women in the history of cinema. She was married three times. She had a relationship with the Kennedy brothers. Robert Kennedy gave the command to kill. The way in which she died holding the phone is consistent with a call for help. So that's just the beginning. We've got about an hour and a half ahead of us. Did you guys know this, that Marilyn Monroe had two plastic surgeries on her nose? That's the first time her cheeks. That. Yeah. Her medical records sold for $25,000. Wow. I, I can't make this up. Somebody paid twenty-five grand for two pieces of paper about her nose job and her cheek job. This is like the kind of craziness we're talking about. Trivia question. Marilyn Monroe became the second woman in Hollywood to own her own production house, which was called Marilyn Monroe Productions. Who was the first woman? Lucille Ball. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Marilyn was intelligent. She had an IQ score of 168. Which was more than Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. Wow. That's crazy nuts. Wow. Okay. And I'm going to blow your mind. Mine's over 200. <laughs> I can't make that up. She was the first Playboy cover model. She got paid 50 bucks for the, for the photo shoot. And Hugh Hefner, who, the owner of Playboy... Hugh Hefner later bought the picture for $500 and earned billions for her photos. Billions. And that's not an understatement. That's real. some of the earliest known photos of Marilyn Monroe when she was still called Norma Jean Baker.
it's interesting. They said she was the sixth, <laughs> the number six. I can't believe they're like laughing. Mm-hmm. The sixth uh, greatest female actress, according to the American Film Institute. I want to know who the first five were. I know, right? <laughs> who the hell were the first five? If she was number six. And it says that probable crazy. suicide, right, is what they said her cause of death was. Probable suicide. What do you? No, wait, hold on, no, no, no. One of the slideshows said that. What are you talking about? When you were doing a well, slideshow. I'm talking show? about the American Film Institute. All right. Okay. What, what are you saying? What, I'll uh, go back go to that in a minute. Because you got me all bum puzzled here. <laughs> what, are you, what are you speaking about? No, I was just I was going to go back to one of the slideshows. I thought I had seen that. It's oh, you got to tell me suicide. that you're going to go back to the slide. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead. Now it makes sense. Yeah. You like- have to understand, folks. Amelia the Pitbull chat me. She does this kind of shit to me every week. Like, out of the blue, she'll say something. Nobody knows what the hell she's talking about, but we got to <laughs> reference it three weeks ago uh-huh. to know what she's talking about now. Sure. Okay, so what are you talking three about? Three seconds ago. No. Uh, one of the slides I thought I had seen it said probable suicide that she yeah. had died from. So it's still probable suicide. It wasn't actually labeled suicide then, like everybody's saying. Uh, I don't think this, the word suicide should even enter into the equation. Exactly. Here. Exactly. Yeah. I, would, I would say absolutely it should be not. murder. Still. Oh, absolutely, absolutely murder. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're going to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, we have, if we have in the last time, you know, um, yeah. let us talk about what we're talking about here. Um, Marilyn Monroe often referred to as Norma Jean Mortensen in sub-publication because of her birth mother. She later took her mother's maiden name of Baker and became known as Norma Jean Baker. You'll find a lot of people refer to her uh, as Norma Jean Mortensen because that was her legal birth name. All right. We should tell people that Marilyn Monroe was given up for adoption at birth. And uh, uh, Baker was the name of her adoptive parents. Uh, it was uh, Norma. It was Norma Baker and Fred Baker who were mm-hmm. her adoptive parents. Yeah. Um, you're going to find out through the course of this that um, a lot of particularly older Marilyn history was wrong. Because you, you remember, back in the day, they went on the word of the studio execs to put the information out. But often what they were doing was creating a bio for that person. A, a fake bio. Yes. That's why you know that like a lot of people back in the day didn't do what they, they claimed to have done. You know? Because the studios created this life, this fake life for them. Uh, case in point, George Reeves, Superman. Okay, we talked about that on the show we did on George Reeves. You know, who killed Superman? Correct. Um, they made up a whole life for that guy, you know. And uh, it's hard. To, you know, Elvis Presley said it's hard to live up to an image. It is. You know, it's hard to live up to an image. Um Norma Jean Baker was named after a movie star. Her name was Norma, uh, and Norma Jean Baker's mother had fame on the brain early for her daughter. She chose Norma as her first name after actress Norma Talmadge. Now, if you don't know who Norma Talmadge was, 
she did a lot of the werewolf movies with Lon Chaney Jr. And she did uh, Frankenstein with uh, Bella Lugosi. I mean, I mean with um, with Boris Karloff. I'm sorry, Bella Lugosi. But I, I actually I'm, I mentioned Bella Lugosi because she was also in Dracula. Uh, Norma Talmadge was um, the face of the 1940s horror genre for for quite some time. For most of the 1940s. Um, her first marriage was an arranged marriage. She married. Does anybody know who she married? Was her next door neighbor, the Marine. It, it was her. It happened to be her next door neighbor, but it was also her high school sweetheart, James Doherty. 1942, the couple married after her 16th birthday. They dated just a couple of months, and when she turned 16, they got married. If Norma Jean Baker, Marilyn Monroe, had gone with her first choice of stage names, the name Jean Adair would be a household name today. Because that's what it almost became, Jean Adair. It's interesting, according to Baker's sister, Marilyn Monroe had a sister that people didn't know about. Interestingly enough, her sister today is still alive. She's still alive. And she's almost 94 years old. Wow. Yeah, she's still alive today. Yep. And she didn't find out she had a sister. Marilyn didn't until she was 12, right? Years old. Uh, 11, 12, yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, yeah. Baker chose Monroe as her surname because it was her mother's maiden name. In her autobiography, Monroe said she was told that President James Monroe was some relation to her, but no evidence has ever been supported to prove that. Um, given her life, it would it surprise me? Not at all. Not at one little bit would it surprise me. Marilyn came from a studio executive. We were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. I just told you guys how the studios used to make stuff up. Marilyn came from a studio executive who thought she resembled Marilyn Miller, an actress who, coincidental, listen to this one, an actress who died at 37. Marilyn Monroe was 36 when she passed away. Okay? Interesting stuff. Too coincidental. Uh, They say suicide. Yeah. Hmm. Not so much, I think not. Uh-uh. I don't. Marilyn Monroe was Truman Capote's first choice to play Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Before her makeup was applied, this is true, I had, I had to fact check this. Uh-huh. Marilyn used to layer on Nivea cream on her, just layer it. And Vaseline, believing it made her look more luminous on film. Mm. And that's why... In every movie that you watch, she seems to shine. She seems to glow. Well, she is because the lights are bouncing off her face. She's got like like layers of cream and oil on her face. Despite its great vogue in California, she says, I don't think tan skin is any more attractive or any healthier, she said. I pers- I'm personally opposed to deep tan because I like feeling blonde all over. Now, that's something I would expect Marilyn Monroe to say. She said that for real. I, this has all been fact-checked, by the way, folks. Mm-hmm. 
actor Eli Wallach recalled that Marilyn Monroe seemed to flip an inner switch and turn on Marilyn on and off at will. And as way of proof, they were walking down Broadway together, the two of them. And the next minute, she was swarmed with attention. I just felt like being Marilyn for a minute, she said. Uh, he remembers her saying. And that's, that's exact, that's, the story is absolutely true. And I can't, I wish to God, I wish I could make this stuff up. It's just so fucking bizarre. It has to be true. It really, really is. It, it's, it is. Photographer Sam Shaw often heard her. And here's another thing. I want to, before I go to this one, I want to give a little backstory here. Marilyn, and you're going to hear it on some some tapes tonight and some film. Cool. Marilyn used to refer to herself as Marilyn uh-huh. in the third person. Fast forward to this comment. Photographer Sam Shaw often heard her critiquing, quote, Marilyn's performance, unquote, in movies or at photo shoots, making comments like, she wouldn't do this. Marilyn wouldn't say that. Because she was always aware that she was Marilyn Monroe, but she was Norma Jean Baker. Mm-hmm. She knew that she was Norma Jean Baker. She never forgot that. She was a lonely, scared little girl who wanted to know her dad, who mm-hmm. never knew her father. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why she clamored for the attention of men. Her whole mm-hmm. life. And she loved older guys. Yes. The you father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very much, you know, a, a daddy issue for sure. Yes, it was. Big time, big time daddy issues. So let's talk about Marilyn a little bit. Um, I want to go Melissa. Because, uh, and I think you're the person to go to on this one. Um, okay. At the beginning of the show, before we went on the air, you said that you knew who Marilyn was, but you didn't know a lot about her. I found that yeah. fascinating. I found um, that fascinating. How well, did you not? In order to explain that, I would have to explain the kind of household I grew up in. Um, time? My adopt I'm adopted as well. Yeah. Um, my name was legally changed from my birth name to the name that I legally have now, which is Kayleen, but Melissa Black is my birth name, which I found out, which is the name I am choosing to go by because that's who I was called. But I can almost identify with Marilyn as far as the t- you know, the acting, you know, flipping a switch and acting like Marilyn. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, when your names are changed like that, you almost develop two separate personalities. Absolutely. You have your, your birth person, who is one completely separate person from your celebrity yeah. person or the person you are named when you become adopted that you grow up as. Absolutely. So it's like having a split personality. It's two different people in, in one. Um, yeah. Honey, I live with that every week. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. I, I know that Marilyn's mother. I get away with, and it's, it's just we could talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we can do. I, I I don't know if you if you notice, but everybody who comes on the show, I give them an, a name. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I do that because okay. we can get away with saying certain things 
as these characters that saying these things on the street as Angelo DeCipio or Amelia Chapman or Melissa Black would get us arrested. Yes. But I'm protected not only by the Constitution of the United States, as are you. We have at our disposal the freedom of speech and freedom of the press. Okay. But Mm -hmm. we also have the unique ability because we are in the the quasi-entertainment field. We can live vicariously. I can live as the mad dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Amelia is the pit bull, mm-hmm. and you're the Arctic wolf. It's like having three personalities. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And they say we're not screwed so up. I understand <laughs> that well. <laughs> I understand that well. It's it's interesting to see, however, how Marilyn would choose to use it to her advantage from time mm-hmm. to time. And it seems to me, Amelia, as Mm -hmm. she got older, Mm -hmm. she did it more and more. And we have to remember something. When we say an older Marilyn Monroe, she died when she was 36. Yes. She was a young, young woman. Okay. A young woman. Yes, she was. You know, had she lived today, she'd be, oh, God, I don't know, near 100, maybe? Yeah. At least that. Yeah. You know, at least somewhere in, in that in that ballpark for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking about, you know, a woman who died what sixty years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, she'd be somewhere around ninety six years old now, almost hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a young woman. She never had a chance to live to be an older woman. Uh-uh. That's sad. Yeah, you know? um, it is sad. Um, there are so many speculative stories regarding the whereabouts of Marilyn. Did she die? Who killed her? Was it a suicide? Was it murder? Did she get pulled into Wittek? Like what they used to call witness protection. Did she mm-hmm. get pulled into Wittek? Okay. Was she fearful of her life? Who put her in Wittek? Did the Kennedys protect her rather than kill her? Mm. You know? Did someone protect her rather than... Did someone protect her from the Kennedys? If someone did, I think I know who that person might be. You're going to hear from that person tonight. Mm. In fact, you know what? No time like the present. Right, let's do it. Let's go there. In the final years of Frank Sinatra's life, he often found himself reminiscing about his many loves. One of the relationships that affected him the most was with Marilyn Monroe. You get where we're going with this one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While the circumstances surrounding Monroe's fateful death remain somewhat mysterious, Sinatra's close friend and former road manager, Tony Apodisano, recalls how Frank believed she was murdered. According to him, Sinatra never fully recovered from her death either. Abadisano claims that while Sinatra and Monroe were very close, they weren't lovers, as some have speculated. Sinatra found Monroe charming, beautiful, and funny, but he also recognized she was deeply troubled, fragile, and vulnerable. He couldn't just sleep with her and walk away as some people could. He was far too much of a gentleman for that kind of thing. 
Even though they weren't intimately involved, Monroe did confide all her deepest, darkest secrets with Old Blue Eyes. She shared with him things like the scandalous details of her affairs with John F. Kennedy and Robert F. Kennedy, for starters. Now, stop right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about what this narrator just said. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got the most popular actress in the world talking to the most powerful entertainer in the world about the most powerful men in the world, the Kennedy brothers, okay? Or or singularly, the most powerful man in the world, yeah. the president, okay? Yeah. At the time. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for disaster on every, on every level. Not on any level, on every level. All right. You bet. Okay. But it gets better. Let us continue. When those affairs abruptly ended, Marilyn disclosed to Frank that she didn't understand why they cut her out of their lives so completely once she stopped sleeping with them. About a week before she died, Monroe spent time at the prestigious Cal Neva Lodge right outside of Lake Tahoe. Frank had controlling ownership of that establishment at the time. What the rest of the world was oblivious to was the fact she was there to spend a little alone time with her ex-husband, Joe DiMaggio, who was staying in the area as well. She even planned to announce she and the baseball legend had gotten back together via a press release a week later. The press, not knowing what the big announcement was all about, assumed she was going to share the juicy details of her relationships with JFK and RFK. But according to Appa DeSano's memoir, Sinatra and Me, in the wee small hours, Marilyn would never have spilled the beans on that topic because she still had feelings for John. Frank apparently believed that if she had never called that press conference, she very well could have lived a lot longer than she Let's talk about that. Amelia, you remember the show that we did on JFK and Marilyn Monroe? Yes. Okay. The one thing that we kept going back to was, what did she write in that book? What did she write in her diary? How come the diary was never found? Well, we just heard mm-hmm. a, 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 a convincing argument for what might have happened but a contradictory argument for what might have happened. Because what we talked about, what we had believed up to that point was that Marilyn was going to spill the beans on her affair with John and Bobby Kennedy. According to what she told Frank Sinatra, she would never be, she's not a kiss and tell kind of girl. Mm -hmm. I'll paraphrase, Mm -hmm. okay? So here's my question to either you or Melissa. Was okay. it was it worth losing her life over calling a press conference teasing the idea of a tell-all book or should she just have gone out and said, you know, Joe DiMaggio and I are going to get married again? You heard um, what the guy said. If she mm-hmm. had said yes, we're going to get married again. She might be alive today. So, your your thoughts and opinions, or am I reading more into it? No, I think you're reading it exactly the way it is. You know that old expression: if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah. And um, my thing would be: what were they so afraid of her exposing? 
that they felt the all of a sudden fire need to just get rid of her real quick before she exposed whatever dirty secrets they thought she was going to expose when in fact that had nothing to do with it. They, so well, Melissa, she was, that, I that's feel exactly, she was to cover their rear end. Yeah, Melissa, that's exactly what we spoke of on mm -hmm. our Marilyn and JFK episode. Um, it it was speculate widely speculated. Yes. I, should, I would say, uh, would you agree, Amelia? Yes. It was widely speculated that she was going to just unload, uh, and apparently didn't care who, who, uh, who read it, who saw it, and um, and was sure enough of herself that she honestly didn't care. No. She okay. seemed to have this protective veil on her for a bit. Mm -hmm. And now knowing how Frank Sinatra felt, I'm not, I'm wondering if that wasn't her protective veil. You have to remember something. Okay. Frank Sinatra from the 1940s, the 1950s, all the way up to his death in 1998. Mm-hmm. Right when he died, yes. all the way up to that point, he was the most powerful single man in show business. Mm -hmm. Nothing got done unless Frank gave his okay on it. Yeah, all mm -hmm. he just like that, especially like that. Mm -hmm. especially in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, uh, any any of the gambling meccas in the world. Well, um, was it not rumored that Frank Sinatra actually had ties to the mob? He absolutely had ties oh, yeah. in the mob. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that I was had his pictures with them. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. I'm going to give you the best part. Here's the best part. He testified before the Nevada Gaming Board. And it's all on video. You go on YouTube and watch it. He testified in front of the Nevada Gaming Board. And he had pictures. Pictures. With mafia from all over the world. Wow. Okay. Wait a minute. They said, have a nice day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they let him go. Yeah. They let him go. They said, Mr. Sinatra, thank you for showing up. Have a great day, sir. <laughs> yeah. Only Sinatra. Yeah. Only Frank Sinatra could do that. Well, it do doesn't take a stupid dog to know when he's bit off more than they can chew. You know what happened? No, Melissa, let me tell you what happened. You had a bunch of grown men that became teeny boppers again for a minute. Okay. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. Let's continue. She did. Just days after her untimely passing, Sinatra's attorney, Mickey Rudin, who happened to also work with Monroe, broke the news to him she'd been killed. There was a rumor floating around at the time that even seemed to suggest that mob boss Sam Giancana's minions may have somehow been involved. Some of those men even claimed some level of involvement in her slaying. According to Apodisano's book, Frank had several sources close to Monroe that told him the same story. According to his intel, Monroe was murdered with a nembut. I want you to see that picture, Melissa, because you've never seen this before. I want you to, uh, I'm going to tell you who's in this picture. There's President Kennedy. There's mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe. Keep an eye on the dress. It's important. There's Bobby Kennedy. And the guy with the glasses and the smile. His name's Alan Dulles. 
Remember that name, Alan Dulles. Dulles Airport in Washington, D.C. Now Ronald Reagan Airport in Washington, D.C. Alan Dulles was the head of the CIA at the time. J. Edgar Hoover was the head of the FBI at the time. Let's continue. Tall suppository, and either Robert Kennedy or the Mafia were involved. More than five decades later, the truth remains elusive. Countless conspiracy theories have been in circulation for ages, but Apodistano still admits he hasn't been able to lay them to rest. He can confidently confirm, however, that Sinatra remained haunted by her death to his grave. Monroe was one of Frank's best friends and closest allies. When his fellow Rat Pack brothers Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin got together at Frank's Palm Springs compound, they'd often reminisce about Anyway, so what do you think? Um, I've never seen that one before. No, but that dress looks a lot like the dress that she was wearing when she sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to him. It's exactly the same dress. Uh-huh. What you're looking at was the after party of the party at Madison Square Garden. Okay. What you're going to see in, in, a, in a little bit, and Amelia knows what's coming because she saw it before. Uh-huh. Um, I want to get the full scope here. I want you to just take a look at this. Oh. I want to show you that picture again. You see that photo? Mm-hmm. I have the original. You're going to see it tonight. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. So I can see my baby when I leave this world. And so, my fellow Americans. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We hadn't driven very far. Clarin the road straight ahead. Hope we got something here. But please don't make me look like a joke. I'm sure there's some you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see some more. 
So let's talk a little bit about who Marilyn Monroe, who was Norma Jean Baker, Amelia? Um, well, let's see her before she was an actress. She was just a lonely girl looking for attention, actually, uh, wanting to find out who her father was and then became an actress, still wanting to find out who her father was, um, wanting, of course, attention on the silver screen. And that's how she found it. But unfortunately, the way she found it, um, she had to pretty much sleep with everybody in town just to get a role, basically. Yeah. From what I saw, you know, mm -hmm. in the movie Blonde. That got more well, the, of, uh... the film Blonde, and, and I want to thank Netflix for because we're going to see a little piece. Tonight. Yeah. Um, Blonde paints the picture of Marilyn Monroe as a sleazy, mm -hmm. lonely, intelligent, but naive. Very naive. And it's hard to say those two words together, but it's absolutely mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Well, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. that are incredibly intelligent mm -hmm. are very naive. And what hit me hard was that every time when she got pregnant, of course she lost the baby and that was the she hardest. She got pregnant six times. And that was the hardest for me because I mean, yeah. you know, having kids and that hard because well, she yeah, never got to experience yeah, yeah, having let, a let's baby. Just be honest about it though. You're yeah. you're like the mo mama's mama, you know. Yeah. Well, she mama. never got to experience having a baby. That was the hard part. Like you said, you know, she never got to experience that she died too yeah. young. Basically. She never got to experience like true love. Exactly. The closest she came to true love was Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. That's why whenever she got in trouble, she'd go to him or Frank yeah. Sinatra. And mm -hmm. and then she would call him daddy instead of husband or anything like that. She would call him daddy instead. She called every man she ever been with daddy. Daddy, exactly. So I don't know if she was looking for a true you know? love or a daddy figure. So that well, she clearly had daddy issues. Yes. That's evident by the fact that every man she's ever been with or bedded mm -hmm. was substantially, substantially older. Oh, Both Kennedy true. brothers were substantially Even older, older. Mm -hmm. than Marilyn by many years. Yes. Joe DiMaggio was almost, at that time, was almost 30 or 27 years her senior. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got to also remember Arthur Miller. Yes. Was 30 plus years her senior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was 36. He was almost 70. Yes. At the time. At the time. Of course, one of the greatest playwrights in American history, Arthur Miller. Mm -hmm. Screen, especially screenwriter. Oh, that yeah. He's a wonderful. screenwriter. A great playwright. Very great. Um, but we're talking about a, a young woman that, it, at least from my jaded male perspective, clearly looking for a daddy figure, mm -hmm. uh, looking for somebody to support her, looking for somebody for, uh, as, as a financial nest egg. Why? I don't understand that because she had her own money. She had millions of dollars. And very smart. Very smart. Yeah. And then when she died, she was almost broke. I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, where did really all her money go? Yeah. It couldn't have gone to furniture to her room because. You know. Well, you're going to see some. some um, we're going to show you a picture tonight of the death scene. Mm -hmm. You're going to see several death photos. Uh, before you do, I will, of course, issue a, a disclaimer. But 
I would, you'd be hard pressed to convince me then or now that those photos were actually taken in any bedroom of any kind. Because to me, and I've been around a lot of film sets and I've been a lot in a lot of television studios, and that looked like a studio from Jump Brother. Hmm. That looked like a studio from Jump. Yes. Um, and then the uh, death the, uh, photos in the casket. I had a friend that worked at a funeral home, and that to me does not look like a funeral home. It doesn't, no. no. Uh, Melissa, what do you know about this tattered life called Marilyn Monroe? Well, you had mentioned about you couldn't understand her her thing with the older men. Um, as young girls, the first thing that we ever learn about love is from our fathers. Um, if she grew up okay. without having a father, then the only idea she would know that what love should be, which she never had, would be the love of an older man or a father figure which she didn't have. So she was, in my opinion, was seeking that, that acceptance, that acknowledgement, you know, that, that comfort that you get from your daddy. Every little girl yeah. wants to have a daddy. Every she little girl wants to be needs in, that. She seemed to be in dire need of even more than mm -hmm. love. And I'm going to say this, and I thought about this a lot. I thought about it at the last show, and I didn't say anything because I thought, no, maybe I'm wrong. But it seemed to me that even more than love, she was in dire need of acceptance. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because to me, it's it seemed, and you guys agree with me? Absolutely. I was yes. going to say that, too, in the last because show. It seems to me that she could have got love from anybody. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But one thing she couldn't get from everybody was acceptance. You're mm -hmm. going to see some some stuff tonight, um, and it's interesting. You know, she had this reputation of being kind of a, you know, a drinker, mm -hmm. part, part, party girl, for lack of a better word, right? Yes. Um, not. It's it's funny though. She was never really known as a pill popper. Mm -mm. All right. She mm -hmm. was known as a drinker because she mm -hmm. liked to drink and she liked to. She never liked to mix anything with her drink. She just liked to get drunk and fall asleep. If I interesting, might. Though, you're going one to thing see... that I did find very interesting, actually, Marilyn Monroe hated being in front of the camera. She hated it. Mm -hmm. She yeah, hated I, being I, in the I, spotlight. Yeah, I gave hated you guys it for that. As, for as much as the camera loved her, she hated it. Yeah, but and I, I gave you guys... Why she drank so much. <laughs> I gave you guys tonight, mm -hmm. um, uh, you and Amelia, a uh, a list of kind of like a um, a shadow list. I call it. Mm -hmm. you, you know, kind of follow the show with it. Um, and that's one of the things that I that I pointed out in my research. That's all that stuff you have is from my research. Um, she was incredibly uncomfortable in front of the camera. So much so that a couple of drinks would loosen her up. Mm -hmm. She knew that, first of all, she could never pop a pill on set because there were several people on a movie set. They're called insurance adjudicators. Okay. okay. 
every actor, every actress, everyone on a film set has to be insured. They, they, you can't make a movie unless you're insured. And there's a reason for that. God forbid if something should happen to you on the set. Okay? And I'm going to point out some examples. If something should happen to you on a set during filming, the insurance company is going to pay out a lot of fucking money. I'm going to give you the quintessential case in point. You're familiar with a film called The Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. There was an actor, very respected actor at the time. His name was Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow starred in a television series in the 60s called Combat. Okay? He was a beloved actor. He was also in a film called The Bad News Bears. Mm. You might know that one. Vic Morrow was a, a, a legendary actor, beloved, award winner the whole bit. He was doing a film called The Twilight Zone. And there was a scene where he has to rescue these two children from a rice paddy in Vietnam. Okay? As he goes to rescue the children, the helicopter hovering above suddenly putters out and crashes on them and kills them instantly. Oh, my gosh. And, that, and they have the film of it, too. It happened. They have that film on YouTube. Oh, my God. Yeah. The insurance company, Lloyd's of London, ended up paying out $500 million to them. Not only only to the families, but to the production company, the movie studio, the director, the producer, the the cast and crew. It cost them. They paid everybody. Wow. Holy 464, cow. Some, $464 million, almost a half a billion dollars. It cost wow. them because three people died, two children, and their parents were on the set and watched their kids die. Oh, oh man. When a helicopter cra- literally crashed on them. Sad. So you're going to see something tonight, and I want you to watch this because I'm going to play it for you now. Um, this is from of all places. This is from TikTok. Watch this. Did it ever occur to you that some people just don't care about money? Please don't be silly. We're talking. Here's something you didn't know about Marilyn Monroe's death: is that after she was found by her doctor lying on her bed, dead, with a bottle of sleeping pills right on her nightstand. Robert Kennedy, brother of President Kennedy, was with her the afternoon before she passed away. Hmm. How ironic. That's true. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I just told you that story about the insurance company. This is Marilyn. She had already done a dozen films up to this point. She's on the set of a film called Something's Gotta Give. Okay? Okay. They're making her screen test. That's never been done before for an actress with 10, 12 films under her belt. In other words, 
They're making her prove herself that she's clean, that she's sober, and she's ready to work. This is the film that she would end up dying in the production of. Uh, do I feel happy in life? Um, um, let's see. Let's say I hope I'm finding happiness, right? Well, for me, uh, if I can realize certain things in my work, uh, I come the closest to being happy, and I can say that also about my life. Well, it only happens, I think, in moments, sometimes when I'm working, and, uh, and I'll be able to um, uh, fulfill a scene Truthfully, and then I think I'm the happiest. Well, I find it very stimulating to keep studying and working, um, uh, but I'm not just generally happy. If I'm generally anything, I guess I'm generally miserable. <laughs> I'm showing this clip, and nobody, no one other than me, sees an obvious and ominous missing piece here. Does are, are either of you like like detectives like I am? What um, uh, Amelia, uh-huh. how many times have you seen Marilyn in the different shows we've done, right? Yes. What's missing? Look uh, at her face. What's missing? Yeah, uh, let's see. Look at that face. What's missing there? Her smile. Uh, her, Besides yeah. her smile, which is clearly, uh, it looks put on to me. Yeah, it's what's missing is like her voice, like somebody's really talking. It's like she's not, it's not her, basically. She looks hot. Stop high. right there. Stop right there. You just said it. It's not her. That's not Marilyn. And did you notice the table in the background, that round table? Yeah. That's that movie set. Yeah. That's not Marilyn. Uh-uh. There's look, look something at her face. missing. What's missing? Her mole. Thank you. Her mole's missing. Her mole. Uh-huh. I showed, I showed a dozen pictures tonight. Of Marilyn with and without her mole. Not one person said anything. Not one person. Yeah, her mole is missing. Yeah, watch. Uh, but I'm not just generally happy. That's not her. If I'm generally... You just saw uh, but I'm. That's not her right That's there either. That's not her. It's not. It's not. That's not Marilyn Monroe. Which gives credibility to what I said a month ago. It wasn't her. Remember how many dead blondes did we see? Oh, at least four, five. Okay, three or four, Uh four probably. Yes. Watch. Not just generally happy. If I'm generally anything, I guess I'm generally miserable. (laughs) And that's a win. I don't know. 
Melissa, she looks to me like a woman trying to be Marilyn Monroe. And her hair's too white. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the hair on her, the hair goes two separate directions. One cut, it's going to the right. The other cut, it's going to the left. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wig. I don't think it's, it's real hair. I think it's a wig. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a real hair. Mm -hmm. I think it's her real hair at all. In and fact, you're going to see another clip here shortly where it's pretty well I think it's pretty well established that it's a wig like Amelia pointed out Watch. sometimes I think, you like I don't know I think sometimes I do sometimes I don't which is natural I guess for everyone um I would see she keeps doing that she keeps blowing mm -hmm. that hair up mm -hmm. people who have real hair don't do that they do this. They do. Mm -hmm. They push the hand through it. People who have a wig that's sprayed in place, because that's got Aquanet all over it, baby. I don't oh, care yeah. what anybody says. Mm -hmm. I would like to be more sociable than I am on some days. Sometimes I'll chat when I'm not pleased, but sometimes the work itself requires uh, more... Uh, that I'm quiet and to myself more. And other days, like during a musical number, I try not to get too, uh, uh, I like to be more outgoing because I have, that's what I have to express. And so I try to keep it general. I try to, even if I feel like it or not, I'll try to make the effort to make contact with people around me. Yes, because I could easily be alone. It doesn't bother me to be alone. Some people I know, they, uh, they don't like to be alone. I don't mind it. I need it as a rest, and yeah, it kind of refreshes myself. Yeah, and a rest. Yes, I think there's two things in human beings that they, as I think there is in myself, um, that they want to be alone, but they also want to be together, you know? Because I think I have also uh, a gay side to me, also a sad side. And I think that's the way with people also. But there is something in people where they want, they need solitude for a while. Hmm. It's like they're auditioning a Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And they're trying that's to find not, the right one. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody is going to convince me that that's Marilyn. No. The mole is missing. And it was missing on at least mm -hmm. a half a dozen photos that I showed you. Yes. But nobody even noticed. And do you notice her face is thinner than the real Marilyn Monroe? Her exactly. skinnier than the real Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. Because back then, it, she had a fuller body. Yeah. Compared to and now. A fuller face. Yes. Her oh, lips absolutely. were fuller. Mm -hmm. What's that, Milza? Her lips were fuller. Marilyn Monroe had full lips. That yes. girl's upper lip was exactly. Um, We are going to, um, and I want to do this. And I have to, I have to legally do this. Yes. Um, so, folks, just bear with me a minute. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised.
You're going to see some images that may be bothersome. You are going to see some death photos, some morgue photos. Um, the photos all come from, and this is the hard part. I can't even explain it to you. I'll try. Uh-huh. All of the photos that you're going to see, the death photos, the morgue photos, the funeral parlor photos, all come from the official Marilyn Monroe files, FBI files, okay? I can't explain it to you. They're not all Marilyn. I don't know any other way to explain it other than the woman who you just saw in that last film. There's a photo here you might recognize. That's all I'll say. And Melissa and um, Amelia, Uh if at any time you want me to stop this for questioning, please tell me to stop. Okay. This is what we were just talking about. JFK files revealed that the FBI warned Robert F. Kennedy about a book claiming that he had an affair with Marilyn Monroe and was at her home when she died. Okay, let's dissect the truth. The truth is, yes, he was there the day she died. Absolutely true. There are witnesses to it. There are, and it's a part of the public record, including Peter Lawford, the guy who you heard introduce Mr. President, the late Marilyn Monroe during the happy birthday song. Okay. He was there that day as well. All right. The book. There was never any proof that the book was going to out Robert or John Kennedy as having an affair. The book, it was it was uh, told to Frank Sinatra, was going to be an autobiographical book, and stating that she was you know very much in love with Joe DiMaggio and they were going to have a press conference, and that that was the extent of it. Mm-hmm. The FBI contained multiple memos about the 1964 book. The Strange Death of Marilyn Monroe by Frank A. Capel. J. Edgar Hoover wrote RFK's memo telling him that the book claimed that RFK alleged affair with Monroe was a well-known secret in Hollywood. And it was. It absolutely was. John and Bobby Kennedy were going back and forth to Hollywood all the time. Why? Because they weren't known out there. Exactly. They were products of the East Coast Ivy League. Mm-hmm. They've been going to to hooking up with movie stars since the 1950s, long before John Kennedy announces candidacy for president. By the way, he got elected with, with, with the help of Frank Sinatra and Sam Giancana mm-hmm. and his old man, the bootlegger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you forget about that. Joe Kennedy was not squeaky clean. He mm-hmm. was a fucking gangster that ran rum during Prohibition. Mm-hmm. 
Forget about that part, don't you, folks? Yeah. See, mm-hmm. they're trying to rewrite history, make Kennedy look out like he was a nice guy. He was a fucking creep. All the Kennedys had baggage. All of them. Mm-hmm. Teddy Kennedy got away with murder. Killed the fucking oh. girl in his car. Drove off a bridge drunk. He let her drown and he got out. Hmm. Nice guy, Teddy. Amelia, mm-hmm. look at her face. Yes. Full lips and a mole. Uh-huh, right there. I can see that on her left cheek. And the most important quality that made Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe. Those bedroom eyes. Yes. That the guys fell in love with. <laughs> you can't fake them eyes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Melissa, you saw the happy birthday dress. There's the Uh same dress. You saw that picture I showed you? Okay, watch. Yep. There's Alan Dulles. There's John Kennedy. There's Bobby Kennedy. Mm -hmm. There's Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. The, The library they are at is at the, is actually at the Waldorf Astoria. In New hmm. York City, after the the Madison Square Garden shindig for President Kennedy, they had a private event at the Waldorf Astoria. Okay. Then one of the the grandest hotels in New York. It's now a former shell of itself. Hmm. Okay, I showed this photo <laughs> on the last show we did on Kennedy and Marilyn. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I get hammered for this one. But guess what? I don't give a fuck. I'm showing it again. <laughs> That's a photo from the National Archives. That is an actual photo. That's the same dress. That's John Kennedy. You see where his hand is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, by the way, did I mention they didn't know they were being photographed? Of course Here's not. Here's another one. There's the dress.
Take notice where her hand is. How convenient. And she wasn't <laughs> saying hi, Mr. President. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Let's point everybody out here. Um, let's see here. There's Marilyn. The guy with the... The tall guy in the back with the striped tie. Um, I don't know his name, but the guy next to him is Alan Douglas, the bald-headed guy. Um, I believe... God, who is that? Um... I don't know who these people are. I, I thought I knew who they all were. I know that that's Alan Dulles and that's Marilyn. Okay. This is a series of four photos. I want to try and show you a closer photo. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. This is the first, they're calling this, if you can believe it, they are calling this the official autopsy photo of Marilyn Monroe. No way. That's what they're calling. I, I, mm -hmm. go, on, go on Google it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm serious, right now. Go on your phone and Google Marilyn Monroe autopsy photo. That's what's going to show mm -hmm. up. Okay? Yeah. Watch. Oh, wait. How convenient. There's another one. Uh-huh. Okay. Hold on. Same photo, by the way, just enhanced a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> I wrote on here, and you remember this last time, Amelia. Yes, I do. Who is she? It's not Marilyn. Well, it's in her official file. It's from her official FBI file. Mm -hmm. It says Marilyn Monroe. Autopsy okay. photo. It gets better. Let's continue. Oh, yet another one. The only thing that these photos have in common is that the nose looks beat up. Now, I want people to think about something. Marilyn Monroe allegedly died from a drug overdose, suicide, okay? I've never seen a person in a state of suicide that beat the shit out of themselves before they killed themselves, okay? This woman's got a fucked up face. She's got a bruise on her cheek, a broken nose, 
and a black eye. Now it's going to get interesting. Okay, we know, we know this is the inside of her house. We know that because there's a black and white photo and there's a color version of the same photo. And it's clearly taken in her house. We know that. Okay. Amelia. Yes. This is a movie star's bedroom. Melissa, look at this very carefully. You're a pretty good detective, right? Look at this. I want you to look at the crime scene. This is a movie star worth millions and millions of dollars. It's a freaking wreck. Thank you. I, I mean, want you to notice something wide else. open. Closets are disarray. Clothes are disarrayed. The closet. Those are expensive clothes. They're just they're a complete disarray. It looks like someone went through, ransacked it, and trashed it. Well, wait a minute. I've got one better for you. I got one better for you. Look at the bed. Look at the box spring. Look at the mattress. Uh-huh. The box spring is on the floor. It is. There's who li- a college kid lives like that. It gets better. Uh-huh. Take notice of that scene. Notice the position of the bed. Okay? Because uh-huh. you're going to see a very different angle now. This has always been a point of contention. Amelia, Uh fill everybody in. What are we looking at here? Well, let's see. We're looking at Marilyn Monroe faced upside down with bruises on her back. And And blood gushing out of her head. Look at her. Her blonde hair is now red with red streaks mm-hmm. as if she's been bludgeoned over the head exactly oh, imagine that a yes. drug overdose okay and if you look at the table there um that to me would not be what a movie star would have as an end table especially the lamp and if she's taking all those pills hmm, wouldn't you have a glass of water right there there you go and right there, there's a blood spot right there. It's on the wall. But it's been airbrushed. There's, there's a, a lot wrong with this photo. Mm-hmm. It's I'm looking at the lamp. It's completely staged. Yes. Diana Payne Golden says, what the hell? Diana, if you're you're watching the show with me here, um, I'd love to have your opinions here. Remember, Marilyn Monroe died for allegedly passed away from a drug overdose, but yet she's got gashes and bruises all over her body. She'd been bludgeoned over the head with a blunt instrument. Take notice of the blood streaking down her face. Look at the big red blood mark where where something clearly struck her. Look at the obvious and clear airbrushing. 
that is done in this photo. Again, this was done before Photoshop was invented, but they did have airbrushing. That was the way to enhance photos back in the day. And there's clearly signs of obvious airbrushing Mm -hmm. in this photo. The other thing, this is a movie star worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. She's got a $5 tray next to her with a $2 trash can with a lamp that probably cost about five bucks Mm -hmm. that she probably could have picked up at any, you know, secondhand store. All of her shit is on the floor. Her box spring is not up on, you know, a riser or a four post bed like you would expect. It's on the floor with a mattress on top of it. And Are you kidding me? also, there's no pictures on the wall. No, there's nothing. No, exactly. Nothing. Okay. Amelia, let's mm-hmm. see if you remember from the last time. Yes, the broken window was okay. broken. From If you're going to break into somebody's house, you're going to break in from the outside in, but the window was broken from the inside out. Yes. Why do we know that? Because the way the glass, the glass was inside the carpet. Um, nope, the, the glass house. was outside okay. on, the, yeah. on, the, uh, on the grass. Mm-hmm. No, it would be on the, the, the glass would be in, on the in, carpet right. if they were outside breaking in. Yeah, that's right. It's but a, somebody the was on the inside mm-hmm. and broke the window to make it look it like a like break-in. Mm-hmm. Or trying to get out. Yes. Well, no. Well, they had to do, well, wait a minute. No, I'll, I'll get. I'll. I'll entertain that. I will mm-hmm. entertain that argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, get out from where to go where? Because if they wanted to get out, and I'm going to show you a very easy way they could have got out. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. Oh. Okay. This is the. This is from. And this is why Amelia and I think this is a studio set. Mm-hmm. Because it's not consistent. See that brick where that hand is? Mm-hmm. That's not consistent with Marilyn's house. No. Her home was a wooden structure. It was not cinder block. That's cinder block. And I asked you something about that picture also. Or, uh, two questions after another one. But I asked you a question about what's inside that room as well. Okay, ask. Remember? Remember that light in there? Oh, yeah, the light. It's an, an outdoor out- light. Mm-hmm. The light on the wall is an outdoor light. It's an outdoor yeah. light fixture. Mm-hmm. They're showing you fingerprints. You see the door frame there? Mm-hmm. You see the fingerprint? You see that line at the top? Yes. Okay. There's three fingerprints there. They want you to believe that somebody broke that glass to get into that room Mm -mm. when all you had to do was pull the doors open because there are handles on the outside and inside. All right. Watch. Okay. There's something wrong with this photo. What's wrong with it? First of all, she was laying on her stomach with her face down. 
Now she's laying on her back with her face up and no signs of blood anywhere. And she's covered. And she's covered. And the hair is shorter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's covered. It's like somebody else is doing that. One arm is draped over a pillow. Mm -hmm. To me, and I'm going to just tell you what I think it looks like. It looks like a mannequin to me. Yes. Like she was replaced. And I want to tell you why I think it's a mannequin. Because her shoulder doesn't look natural. Uh-uh. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like a human shoulder. It looks like a plastic shoulder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Like that. Yeah. Like if it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like pretty good at what I do over here. All right. Melissa. Yes. Your question is answered. They didn't have to break the window to get out. There was the door. There's two Mm -hmm. shots of the same door. Two pictures Mm -hmm. of the same door. They both open in. You're looking at what amounts to supposedly the hallway in her home. There's mm-hmm. a problem with that. That hallway that you're looking at, again, is brick block. It's not okay. wooden or it's not sheetrock. I might be completely out of my realm here, but is is that the, the shadow, a figure, a shadow of a figure on the opposite side of that door right there? It is, in fact. That Who is was, it? That was a serendipitous moment by the photographer. Well, whoever it is is holding a candles or a flashlight. Uh, yeah. But that's got nothing to do with the act. Believe it or not, that supernatural element of this picture has uh-huh. absolutely nothing to do with the photo. That's a completely separate. That was a serendipitous moment by the photographer. He got, oh, lucky so he, caught, he got lucky it, and caught energy. It mm-hmm. looks like somebody from India. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. Right there. Right there. Right there. You that's can see. The, now. That's what I had a question about the last time I was going to ask you on this Okay. Time. Amelia, hold on just a second. Melissa? Mm-hmm. Yes. the door. Any door, kid. Because that's a film set. That's a studio set. Uh, okay. To, and I'm going to prove it to you. Look at the ceiling. Uh-huh. Do you see that semi triangular yeah. thing at the top? Oh, mm-hmm. That doesn't go all the way up. It just kind of cuts off. Hey, thank you very much. That's exactly what it does. That's it's my set. question. Mm-hmm. It's a set. Uh-huh. Nobody is going to tell me. No one is going to tell me that that is any way, shape, or form a home or a room in a home. No Uh -uh. way. The ceiling Uh doesn't even go all the way up to the top. Okay. The previous photo just said, in 1962, August 1962, Marilyn Monroe died of a barbiturate overdose. If that's the case, why does she have two gaping wounds on her back? Why is she bludgeoned in the back of her head? Why mm-hmm. is clear signs of blood 
dripping down her face if that is, in fact, Marilyn Monroe. Because we already know we've seen a video, clearly not Marilyn Monroe, clearly not, and three photos of questionable origin. Oh, mm-hmm. God rest their soul, three dead young blondes. One of them is the real Marilyn Monroe. Maybe, we think. Maybe. They're claiming the coroner, Thomas Noguchi. You've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thomas Noguchi is the same coroner who investigated Nicole Brown Simpson, O.J. Simpson's Mm -hmm. wife, and testified in the O.J. Simpson trial. That's how far back Dr. Thomas Noguchi goes. Because he was just a young doctor Mm -hmm. when he got this this case. Okay? Let's continue. What do you notice about that photo? Anybody? I've seen it, so I'm going to let Melissa answer that one. Oh, there she is. Uh, Okay, I will answer that. She is cleaned up. Her hair is combed really pretty. Um, She's wrapped in that blanket really nice. And the nurse has taken really pretty, you know, care of her. You're missing the obvious. You're missing the obvious. Well, let's see. She's Look at the mole on her cheek. Look at her lips. Look at her eyes. Well, it doesn't look like her, really. Sure does. Sure does. Well, let's see. She's got lipstick on. She's got makeup from the black and white picture that I can see. Absolutely does. She's painted up really pretty. Her hair's got a mole on her cheek. That we can see. Maybe it could be real. Maybe it could not be real. Maybe it's put on there. Perhaps. Well, one thing I noticed is that there appears to that's a hospital bed. Yes, it is. Okay, so they're in a hospital. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question, Melissa. What do you notice about her face? First thing that stands out. Uh, well, first thing I've noticed is there's no bruising. There's no exactly. blood hole, And exactly. the nose ain't all beat up. The other thing I'm seeing on her face, even though... There's no mole. There is a mole. Mm-hmm. Is there, there a mole? Absolutely is. Mm-hmm. There's a mole. There's the same eye shape and contortion. Uh huh. The same full lips, sure and it's and it's natural blonde hair. Yes. Okay. What else do you see? Is the nurse getting There's the nurse to put her that's asleep? got a needle. The nurse has a needle in her hand. Is she putting her to sleep or waking her up? What is she giving her a shot for if she's already dead? That's the question. Where is she inserting the needle into? Uh, And if you've noticed, the other thing that I find odd here, if you take a look at the gentleman in the soup standing next to him, what has he got a hold of? He's got a hold of his wristwatch. Yeah. Now, back in those days, that is how they kept timing for your heartbeat. Yes, absolutely. They would count the seconds on their wristwatch to gauge your heart pressure. Why is he counting the heartbeat and she's got a needle if the woman's already dead? 
unless they're trying well, to wake we don't back know up. if that's the thing we don't know if she's dead in this photo mm-hmm. and if you look in the mirror if you look in the mirror behind the nurse they've got the sleeve pushed up to inject the shot i see that Maybe it's, to me. it's an odd it's an odd spot mm-hmm. it's a very odd spot the sleeve is obviously clearly pushed up because it's all bunched up it's not yes. laying straight like it should and the, where the hand is positioned she's got a hold of it on the one part to brace it while she's got the other part where her vein would be exposed while he's counting the heartbeats i am going to say something i've not said before i believe that Marilyn was either murdered and disposed of immediately and a lookalike having taken her place, or she was carted off into witness protection, and you are looking at either a remarkable lookalike or somebody made up to look like her. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear and very obvious Mm-hmm. That the film that we saw without her mole did not look like Marilyn Monroe. That mole gave her face character. Another thing I do find a little strange, if you look at the brunette woman standing behind the hearse, the, yeah. the nurse, her hands, the position they're in, it's like she's worried, like she's picking or wringing her hands. She she's got a very is. worried look worried. on her face. She should be worried. Mm-hmm. Um, we might be looking at the smoking gun. They may have killed her like this. And they may have put one of those poor girls in that bed. Unless they were auditioning for uh, the Marilyn to kill. And mm-hmm. they took the other Marilyn away. And that big glass bottle that's sitting up against the shelf, that's chloroform. Yeah, sure is. Mm-hmm. You put that over someone's nose and mouth to knock them out before you sedate them. Absolutely. You can sedate them and you can kill them that way, too. They'll never know. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just keep sleeping. Yeah. Let's look. Okay. This is where it gets interesting. We pointed something out in the last show. Melissa, you weren't here. But what do you notice right off the bat? Um, wh- what are those lines on the sides? Is that a hoodie or a hat or oh something? It, no, it's a it's a, a clear sheer veil. Okay. Well, the face looks plastic. We said that before. Go ahead. Um, there's and something the people, else about that face, by the way, Melissa. I'm looking to see if there's a mole. There's a mole, but it's in the wrong spot. It's on the opposite side. No, it's lower than it's supposed lower? to be. Okay. Yep. And you know something I've noticed that's really odd? I've always thought it odd, and I just... If you've ever noticed, when you've looked at Marilyn Monroe's eyebrows, her eyebrows have always had that widow's peak, that arch, sharp yeah. V-tip at the very top, the point. Yep. I have not... I'm not seeing those. You, And that's why you're not going to see them, because it's, it's because clearly... That was a signature thing of Marilyn Monroe's. Also, Marilyn Monroe outlined her lips with a darker color than the inside was. Absolutely. 
Let's take a look. I don't Again. buy that as Marilyn. Uh, it's not. We, we don't. Amelia and I from mm-hmm. day one said it's not yeah. her. It's not, too many inconsistencies. I want you to notice the hands. Look at mm-hmm. her face. Look at her hands. Particularly in this photo, look at her hair. The hair mm-hmm. is going to be quite critical. Let us watch. Okay. You saw the hair. Mm-hmm. Now, you're looking at five different versions of the death the death photo. You're also looking at two different color dresses. Okay? Mm-hmm. And two different head wrappings that are tied completely differently. Well, the eye eye shadow on the pictures ain't the same either. It's different makeup. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not the same. We're we're trying to, you're you're making our point. Mm -hmm. The the point I'm trying to make is it's not the same person. We don't believe it's the same. We don't believe, first of all, that it's a Mm -hmm. person. No. I want you to look at the hands. And the, and Mm -hmm. the, uh, and the one where she's wearing the, the green outfit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our hands are in two different positions. Mm-hmm. Look at them. They're facing down like this in one, and mm-hmm. then they're flat across in the other. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know a dead body that can do that. No. Somebody would have to do that. Amelia, let's take a look. Yes. The first thing the very first thing that Amelia and I both said. What do you see about this, Melissa? We need a, a third set of eyes on this. Look well, at that This picture. is probably going to be completely off base, but it looks to me like those eyes aren't even closed all the way, like she's looking out the bottoms of them. She's absolutely eyes are open. We said the same thing. I mean, if you look at you know when someone kind of three-quarters of the way closes them, but they're looking at the bottom of the cracks, those yep. eyes and the lips are parked open. Correct. On the person's mouth, her lips should be shut. Correct. We said this. We, we The same thing we said. We, I'm, thank you. I'm glad that we're not crazy. Because right. you're no, saying, that's the first thing. If you look closely, you could almost see the reflection of the eyeball through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We said the same thing a month ago. Yeah. There the quote. Now, hold on a second. I'm going to go back to that one. There's a reason I want to go back to this one. I want you to take very careful notice of everything you see. Everything you see. On this particular photo, Look at her cheek. There's no mole on that cheek. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's no mole on the cheek. 
Going back to this photo again, you're going to tell me, please, somebody make me a liar. You're going to tell me that a woman regarded as the most beautiful, most successful actress of her era, mm-hmm. of perhaps all time, who had money, who had fame, who had success, who had all of these trappings of success. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that this is how she lived in her bedroom. This no. should be. Th- this is her, her happy place, her refuge, her place to get away. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me this is how she lived? Oh, I don't God. think so. Mm-hmm. Please, somebody out there. Please, somebody out there. You know, Diana Golden. Tell me if I'm crazy. auditions to find the lookalike. You know what? Um, It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time that they've auditioned lookalikes, by the way. Just so you know. Just so you know. In 1966, and you can check it out. Anybody watching can check this out. In 1966, the Beatles, the Beatles held a Paul McCartney lookalike contest, okay, to replace Paul McCartney. Why would you replace Paul McCartney with a Paul McCartney lookalike unless something happened to Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. which, right. by the way, did. Yes. We believe he died in 1966. The guy who won the lookalike contest, what do you think his name was? Billy Shears. Mm. Actually, his name was William Campbell, but his nickname was Billy Shears. Why? Because he was a barber. He was a hair cutter. Mm-hmm. What do you use to hmm. cut hair? Shears. Shears. Interesting. Yeah. Can't make this shit up. No. No. All right. Okay. What is he? There's holding? one, two, three, four, five. There's at least seven pill bottles. At least. At uh-huh. least seven pill bottles. And not a single glass of water. None. Not even alcohol there to swallow them down. No alcohol, no nothing. Mm -mm. This was as contrived as set up a scene as you will ever do anywhere. Completely made up. Okay. She must have taken all these. No glass, no water, no alcohol. No decor. This is a set. That's what I wrote. Mm -hmm. That's what I said on the first show. I wrote it so everybody could see it. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. Nothing on the wall. But her body is absolutely bludgeoned. They wanted to make sure that this poor girl, whoever she was, rest in peace, that they wanted to make sure she was dead. 
another problem me and Amelia had, uh, Melissa, on the last show. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as the gurney. Okay? Yes. This picture was released by the Los Angeles coroner's office. Okay. Okay. August 6, 1962. Look at the gurney. Take a good look at it. Keep that picture in your mind. It suddenly looks like a very different gurney. And it suddenly looks like a very different ambulance, does it not? Well, it doesn't look like an ambulance. Well, um, it actually is. Huh. I want to show you the other photo again. Take a look. What do you notice about that particular ambulance right there? Something that stands out like a sore fucking thumb. Where's the windows? Not only that, there's a the reason. The top of it's not the same. You said you said something critical. Where's the windows? You said that what you said just now, right? Yes. There are no windows. And what you're looking at is the reason why there are no windows. That's a refrigerated ambulance unit. Look at it. It, it looks like one of those things you'd stick a dead body into at a morgue. That's an air conditioner. In that, okay. That metal box is an air conditioner. Okay. Why would they need that? For de decomposition, you might say? Yeah, well, isn't there? There's another gurney over there. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't one? look like a coroner's outfit. Coroners don't dress like that. Ha! Watch. There's so much wrong with this on every level. Mm -hmm. There's the ceiling. That's not a refrigerator. Again, I want to point out to you, Melissa, and everyone else, what Amelia and I pointed out on the other show. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. All of these photos come uh -huh. from the official Marilyn Monroe FBI file. Okay. Well, if I can make an observation. The blanket, and this is not the same one. The other one was a dark blanket. Exactly. Uh -huh. But clearly there's something underneath that blanket that's tied down. And it looks whiter. This is the other thing. This is how Marilyn Monroe is remembered with the simple wall marker. No. Well, that's her official. Unfortunately, is that's her official internment right there. I will bet dollars to donuts if you take that slab off of that memorial wall and open that casket. There's no body. You're not, not either nobody. You're not going to. I don't think you're going to find any remnants of anyone who mm -mm. even resembles Marilyn Monroe mm -mm. in that box. If you, you know, another find, thing that I thought was strange, Marilyn Monroe was well known for wearing elaborate necklaces. She used to have some beautiful jewelry. She did. Mm -hmm. Where's her jewelry? Where's her money? Well, you know, when they dressed her up in the morgue, the dress was very simple. Not even anything Marilyn Monroe would have it ever was, worn. It was too simple. That's mm -hmm. And um, she it didn't have any of her jewelry on. 
Her makeup was shabbily done. And where was her fake eyelashes? Marilyn Monroe had fake eyelashes. True. Her mm -hmm. eyelashes, her real eyelashes were notoriously thin. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you can't make this up. Like, uh, why? <laughs> why would you want to? Okay. We've already opened up a Pandora's box here. But now, let's take a look at this. How do you go about writing a life story? The true things rarely get into circulation. Usually the false things. <laughs> I wanna be loved by you. In 1982, Los Angeles. Before we go on with this, I want to say kudos, huge kudos. And congratulations to Netflix uh -huh. for this incredible, incredibly insightful documentary called The Marilyn Tapes. Please, if you have Netflix, and I'm not uh, promote, I don't need to promote Netflix because they make enough of their own money. Uh -huh. um, and God knows I'm a customer, too. Um, mm -hmm. But I want you to really, if you have Netflix, to really invest about an hour and a half of your life. Uh, it's an hour and a half well spent. It will leave you asking more questions than answers. It will also draw you in as a genuine and honest fan of this underdog, this woman who was maligned in life and maligned in death uh, and made out to be this terrible person that I don't think she was. I think that she was incredibly insecure and sad and lonely. And I think she wanted to be accepted and loved, but more accepted than loved. And I, I think she couldn't find what she was looking for. Let's take a look at this, and then we'll discuss at the end of it. Mm -hmm. This reopened the case of Marilyn Monroe's death. After 20 years, it's time to clear up this case once and for all. I couldn't the interviews have never been heard until now. Anything well, your phone is clean. Everything connects with the person's life, particularly hers, you know. To get to people with information about the night Marilyn died, it was difficult. Let it be. I can't say anything, and I knew it all. I did what you always have to do if you meet a dead end. I went back to the beginning. It's like going into the lion's den. And I indeed found out things which had not been found out before. I like to stay here and now. Fame is fickle. Mm -hmm. 
There are elements of that I would love to tell you, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. I have seen this show conservatively 20 times already. Oh, I can't wait to see and it now. Every <laughs> time I watch it, I find something new. I'm going to end up crying. I can't wait to watch it. Um, you're going to end up a, a, a you're not going to, you might cry a little bit, Melissa, but you're going to end up with pen and paper doing like I did and become a detective. <laughs> oh, I love to investigate anyway. Oh, me too. And you're going to. I'll tell <laughs> mm-hmm. you what. This is, you know, I could do this. Is, Amelia, we've done, what, the, two shows on Marilyn already? Yes, so far. This will be the third one. Mm-hmm. The third one. Mm-hmm. Okay. We could do probably another six months just on Marilyn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Marilyn and Elvis. By the way, um, I only found out today. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to fact check this that Elvis and Marilyn did have sex, which is funny because on my bedroom wall, I have a five foot by three and a half foot poster of Elvis playing the guitar on the back of a car. He's sitting on the back of a car. Mm-hmm. And next to him, with her leg up on the bumper, is Marilyn Monroe. Oh wow! Somebody painted the two of them in the same. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to take a picture of it mm-hmm. and post it on Facebook so you can see what I'm. I talking can't wait about. to see it. <laughs> yeah, and they and it was done. It looks like a photograph. That's how well done it is. Wow! It looks like a photograph. It's so. <clears throat> precise um one thing that has never been mentioned is was that that marilyn's mother was the one that actually put marilyn into foster care where she went from group home to group home because she she was mentally unstable and ended up being in and out of mental institutions well she did well you know marilyn inherited that trait from her mother Mm -hmm. Because she suffered with bipolar disorder, what we could now call yes. bipolar disorder. Back then, they called everything schizophrenia. Yeah, everything. Manic everything had, had a blanket diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Before they knew about attention deficit, adult attention deficit, children attention deficit. Before they knew about bipolar disorder. Before they knew about uh, mood swings. Um postpartum depression before they knew about any of these you know conditions that are that you can't wipe with a blanket you know a blanket canvas and say oh well this is what it is yeah everything was schizophrenia back then in the day that's what they did though melissa and and Mm -hmm. you know that yeah manic depressive they've called it a lot of things Mm -hmm. well they broad brushed everything Mm -hmm. you know Sad though, it really is. You know, we realized yeah. that we've done almost two hours tonight. Wow. You know, um, I think wow. the most tragic thing for me with this whole story, me personally, is I believe it's just a feeling I get just from what I've seen of her. Um, she was actually a very shy person. She mm-hmm. said herself that she was perfectly a fine being alone. Mm-hmm. That the whole film industry is a little fickle, and oh yeah, they heard what you said. Her. Famous, they fickle. really did. 
they exploited her, I believe, and my they exploited the fact that she suffered from mental health issues yeah, because absolutely. it played to their advantage. You yeah. know, like with Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. You know, yeah. Robin Williams, oh, well, they put him on his drugs oh, and take him off, mentioned... you know, to throw him into fits mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. I'm glad you oh, mentioned definitely. Robin Williams because we're going to do a show on Robin Williams. Uh, oh, there's wow. That's something's great. not kosher there. And we're going uh -huh. to, uh, I found out some info. We're going to do Robin Williams and Bob Saget in the same show. Oh, that would be great. Both of their deaths are now being questioned. Mm -hmm. Bob Saget, it was, you know, the comedian from mm -hmm. uh, Full mm -hmm. House. Full House, yes. Okay. Um, he allegedly died from bumping his head. Mm -hmm. Okay. And everybody was, you know, sad and, you know, poor Bob and our condolences. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come to find out, maybe not so fast. Maybe he didn't bump his head. Maybe there was something more sinister there. So, um, and for some reason, his family... Golden says, now they brush everything with the with the, the term COVID. If you have a cold, it's COVID. Yeah. If you got the flu, it's COVID. You know mm -hmm. what, Diana? You, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And we are going to do a show on COVID. And I would love you to be part of that show. Mm -hmm. She liked being alone and the rest to rejuvenate. Absolutely. She surely did. The problem, though, and you know this, Diane, from being in the entertainment business, when you're on a roll and you're hot, your promoters want you out there every day, a different city every day. No rest for the weary. You got to perform. You got to be up. Watch the movie Elvis. What they did to this poor bastard was unbelievable. What Colonel Parker did to Elvis Presley should be a fucking crime, and it probably is in some states. Awful. Just absolutely awful. That they made this man perform when he was sick, when yeah. he was drugged, when he was tired, when, when, you know, you just can't go two shows a night, an hour, you know, a show seven days a week and two shows on Sunday. You can't mm -hmm. do that. You know, and then along it comes up here, Sonny, just do this. You'll feel better in a minute. Mm hmm. Yep. You know, who's to say they're not above pushing controlled substances, cocaine, oh, they absolutely do. methamphetamine. I'm, I'm one um, of the people, though, that I believe, I absolutely believe, and Amelia knows this, and the whole world knows this because I've said it. Yes. I absolutely believe that Elvis faked his death for a couple of reasons. First of all, I have video proof, <laughs> mm -hmm. not the least of which is... I believe he had to die in order to be able to live. Yes. Uh, Colonel Parker is the only manager in show business history. The only manager in show business history to get 55% of his clients take. 55%. He made more than his clients. He made more than more. his client. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? He was ripping him off. Big time. Yes. But Elvis didn't understand. He just thought it was, you know, I have to be loyal to the colonel. He got me this far. 
you have to see where Elvis came from, too. You know? Yep. Diana says seven nights a week is brutal. Two shows a night, seven nights a week. Two shows on Sunday. Afternoon matinee and evening show. Dinner show. Las Vegas. From 1969 to 1977 when he died. He was still playing Vegas. Sad, sad case. Um, mm-hmm. So let me go around the horn here. Um, what's the takeaway from this? I'm going to start with you, Arctic Wolf, Melissa. Um, I think that Warner Brothers and the movie production scene as a whole, um, they're very abusive and cruel to people. I think their treatment of Marilyn Monroe was very tragic and very sad. We lost a very beautiful soul when we lost her. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I, I do think she suffered from some kind of mental illness and I think they took advantage of it and exploited it to their benefit and they should be ashamed of themselves and may she rest in peace wherever she is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's like she, when she was saying, you know, she I think she had some depression from her mom and getting not, not to know who her father was. She missed having a father figure in her life. And I think that's what made her more depressed than anything. And having someone in her life, father figure, someone older mm-hmm. and trying to find love made her want to be in front of the camera. But at the same time, she didn't want to be in front of the camera. But that's all she knew. And basically you know wanting to find love basically yeah it was the hardest part for her and to her maybe finding a way out was this way but i think she is was alive somewhere and i think she did live her life but not as a star like she wanted and i believe um perhaps differently from both of you i i certainly believe that had she, li- first of all, I don't think she's alive. I do believe that she was killed. Um, I would like to believe that for a person that had a, a conscience, that had a soul, took her away from all this craziness and gave her a new life somewhere. I don't think that was in the cards for her because Marilyn just didn't have that kind of luck. She just really did not have that kind of luck. I think that she was dead shortly after the Kennedy birthday party. Um, I don't think she lived till August. I think she died before her alleged death date. I think the person that they put in that bed uh, was a lookalike, one of those poor girls that we saw in that those video. I absolutely believe that there was a staged, contrived scene. That death scene was a studio. You're not going to convince me that was her house because it is completely inconsistent with what her house looks like. It was not block, never was, couldn't be. It was completely a wood structure. Everything was wood and and two-by-fours and sheetrock. And it was built like that from the ground up. She had a beautiful, beautiful living room with a 
absolutely immaculate day bed. Did you catch that one, folks? Mm-hmm. It was a day bed. But yet you're going to tell me that her bedroom where she sleeps, where she takes men, where she takes her lover, that that's what she takes him to? Are you going to take your lover to that? Okay. I don't think so. I don't I don't care if you're Marilyn Monroe. I don't care if you're Attila the Hun. I don't care if you're Ronald Reagan or Joe Biden or any any person of importance. You're not going to take anyone that you're with to a mess looking like that. I don't think that was her bedroom. I don't think that was in her home. I think it was a movie set. I think I can prove it by the ceiling. The ceiling was the giveaway. I don't think there's anyone that's going to argue the point with me because I can prove it. And the proof is is blaringly obvious. You saw it tonight. And if that's not enough, that's okay because I have more. (laughs) We got Oh, trust me. We got Mm -hmm. files. We got files full. You want to talk about paperwork? And my scanner has been very busy here lately. Um, <laughs> to me, huh? <laughs> just to know, just to show you guys know tonight. Because Amelia and Melissa, you're going to get a JFK assassination package. Each of you are going to get that to study for the Kennedy assassination. On my birthday, that too, no package less, huh? contains 50 pages. Oh, gay. I get homework on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. You, you each. <laughs> eat, yeah. Well, uh, Melissa, I don't know if you noticed, but Amelia's birthday is assassination day. Mm-hmm. Oh, how? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How uh, interesting that is. Mm-hmm. Um, go down in history. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it, it's interesting. Um, Diana Payne Golden, dear friend of mine, I love Diana. Um, she says, I always believed that she overdosed until tonight. Well, you know what? That was the consensus, Diana, on the last show, too. We had people in our chat room, a lot of people, in fact, in our chat room that night. Mm-hmm. And everybody was of the impression that Marilyn somehow just just OD'd. And then they realized, oh, wait a minute. That woman's got blood on her head. Mm-hmm. And she's got pieces of her back missing. And somebody beat the living shit out of that poor woman. And then maybe it's not everything is not um, uh, what it appears to be. Let's put it that way. I'll, I'll just I'll stay safe and say. It's not what it appears to be. Yes. There's, is there much more to explore? Absolutely mm-hmm. there is. And someday, maybe sooner than later, mm-hmm. um, Amelia and I and, uh, and Melissa will bring you that show. But right now we got other shows to get in because we can make this the Marilyn Monroe yeah. show for the next year if we wanted to. And, I'll, <laughs> I, and mean, I will tell you something, too. Angelo told me a lot of stuff about Marilyn before the movie Blonde came out. And Netflix, and let me tell you, he was 100% accurate to the point. I'm telling well, you that. I'm going right to have to watch it now. Curiosity is going to have to get the better of this cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll want to watch this. It's called, yes. uh, the movie is called Blonde, and then the documentary is called The Marilyn Tapes, The Missing Tapes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
It's called The Missing. Just go on to Netflix mm-hmm. and type in Marilyn Monroe, and you'll see all of her stuff will come up. Yes. Um. So, listen, we got a lot going on. Uh, Amelia, tell everybody what's coming up. Yes, uh, November the 8th on Tuesday, we have Sasquatch, which is Bigfoot. We're going to be doing uh, a show on him. And on 10th of November, Roswell, New Mexico. We're going to be studying Yes, that. the Roswell crash. And then November 15th, the chemtrails. I would love for Melissa to stop playing with her camera right now. <laughs> and then I'm not. It keeps... Clicking me off, doggone it. And then I'm going to have to get you something. I got to send you a computer. My dump, so I'm on my phone. <laughs> that sounds like I'm my gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm first time I started. I'm going to send you something. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and I'm loving good luck here, people. <laughs> all right, listen. I want to... Crap! What are you? Why are you calling me on Facebook for? We don't do Facebook. It was an accident. The com- <laughs> there we well, go. You know just, what? just ignore, ignore me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um. All right, well, listen. I want to say good night to oh, you. For and the I'll, love of God, I will. I'll talk to Here you. Here we go. Right? This is the yeah, last time I'm one. clicking on this one, and I'm getting something figured out before next Tuesday. I swear. All right. <laughs> Tell everybody you love them. <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. There we go. Oh, my God. What a character she is. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell everybody where you can get a hold. We are at youtube.com forward slash at what's the buzz podcast. Or you can email us at what's the buzz podcast at gmail.com. We are part of the WWTF radio network on the Podbean network. So if you want to find that, we are real easy to find. What's the buzz on Instagram? Go to our search engine. Uh, Our keywords are what's the buzz podcast. Just just type that in and you'll see we're on every Mm -hmm. platform, every podcast platform, every radio station. We're all over the damn place. All you got to right. do is type in what's the buzz podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. I'm exhausted now, Amelia. Me too. Jeez, <laughs> good one. Well, I'll tell you what. On behalf of Melissa, the Arctic Wolf Black, on behalf of Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, I am the Mad Dog, Angelo DeCipio. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>